and welcome to In My Opinionation, your weekly Blossom Watch-Through podcast. I am your host this week, Jen, and I am here with my co-hosts, Mallory and Eric. Hello, friends. Hello. Howdy. Today we watched, today, this whole week. Nope, today. <laughs> we watched <laughs> season two, episode 10, Expectations. Yeah, for Eric, it was literally just today. <laughs> I have three children. It's not my fault. <laughs> okay you're forgiven so this episode aired november 24th 1991 it was written by judith d allen's allison who is quickly becoming one of my favorite writers on this show and it was directed by zane busby zane busby hell yeah so for this episode when the kids find out that nick will be bringing home his latest girlfriend they fantasize about what she will be like there is no ABC storyline. This is the whole dang thing. Well, there's kind of the B storyline. Yeah. The Joey. It's his beginning of not being a dirtbag. Yeah, I guess. Or at least not 100% dirtbag. I think because him being a dirtbag was so tied into, I guess, the A storyline that I just put them together. Uh, there's yeah. some creepy things tying those things together this episode. I just... Mm. We'll get to it's, it. I was so disappointed again. We'll get there. I was so disappointed because we were really leaning into this like cute but stupid Joey for a while there. Well, I will say that this is one of the rare instances of season two where the episode is aired out of order. Mm. Oh, so okay. that might be a little bit of what's going on there. Where was this supposed to be? Yeah, where was it supposed to be? It was the 19th episode filmed like total starting from season one Mm -hmm. but it aired as the 24th episode so it was supposed it came right after honor and before to tell the truth oh Mm -hmm. okay so before intervention before run for the border all of that oh i'm trying to think of what joey was like like during those episodes he was a bit better but i don't remember him being better was his skis level higher at that point where it would have made more sense I, I don't I don't know, but I think like yeah I think we'll we'll get we'll get to it when we get to it. But that scene with Blossom and Joey where they have a little bit of a heart to heart ish mm-hmm. kind of sets him on the path of being a more sweetheart and less of a right. pig. Yeah. But we'll talk about it when we get yeah. to that scene. Okay, no, that's good to know because I didn't even think to look up the airing schedule. I had assumed once we hit season two that it they had figured that out more. There are odd, like the odd one here and there that's mm-hmm. kind of out of place. But um, I mean, except for really that minuscule B storyline, mm-hmm. it doesn't really affect anything I found. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. So I was debating because my trivia is about the guest stars that we see here. And I was like, do I talk about it at the beginning or do Sushi, do you have information for me? I, I mean, I have some information. Let's do it in the episode because I wasn't yeah. allowed to look at the IMDb. Okay. Yeah, well, there was there was one I told him, don't look at it because I want your reaction. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, So in that case, we're going straight to a bubble bu- bu- breakdown. Bubble bu- breakdown. So we open with the Russo kids in the kitchen. Blossom is making dinner while Anthony is just chugging coffee straight out of the coffee pot which we've seen him do a few times now yeah that's a very anthony thing it's what one does straight off the top i need to comment on the fact that we're to believe that blossom is cooking on this hot working stovetop which also has a cookbook just straight up on one of the elements does it oh yeah oh my god first thing (laughs) i saw i'm not gonna lie i've done that i've done that on the stove while it's on yep that's so unsafe well, I had it on a on a book stand thing. No, this was just flat, like straight on an element. Yeah, see, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, that, that seems wrong. It immediately took me out of it, but I laughed. That's how you start a fire. Right? I know. Safety first, kids. So Joey is asking Blossom what she's making, and she says spaghetti with garlic and oil. Is that a is that a thing? Is that a dish? It is. Yeah? Yeah. It's garlic noodles. Garlicky noodles. Just say garlic noodles. <laughs> that element is not on. These, this is a gas. No, it's not on, but it's very easy to forget that you have something there and turn it on. No, I'm just saying, how's she making these noodles? 
with it not being on. Oh, well, a prop stove isn't going to be on, but like at least try to fool me. Don't put a book on it, you know. But also, I mean, Nick does come in and say it's going to take an hour to get her, so it's it's presumably two hours before dinner. So I don't know that she started actually cooking it yet, so much as just prepping it. She has noodles that she's stirring on a stove. Okay, never mind. I am to believe that stove is on. All right. <laughs> That's just bad prop work is what it is. So she says she's making spaghetti with garlic and oil. And Joey, lovable idiot that he is, goes, oh, great. But what's in it? But doom. Oh, Joey. (laughs) So we can see Blossom is really irritated. She's in a little bit of a mood right now. She tells Joey, just leave me alone. Go bug Anthony. (laughs) And of course, Joey assumes it is Blossom's not time of the month, but her (laughs) time of the week. Oh, Joey. So I don't know if this is just now a a thing in his brain where once a week Blossom is kind of like grouchy or if he literally thinks this is how periods work. Either is possible. I'm going to go with the latter for him. Yeah. (laughs) But she says, no, obviously that's not what it is. She's just anxious to meet Susan, who is the woman that Nick has been seeing. Joey doesn't understand why she's so nervous since she's obviously just another one of dad's dates from bimbo land. (laughs) And this is the moment where we go, okay, it's going to be this Joey that we're getting for the episode. So you kind of strap yourself in at this moment, but Blossom goes, no, her coming home for dinner obviously means that she's something more than that. Then they get into this argument about how neither of them understands the geography or the culture of bimbo land so how can either of them possibly know what this means i i did enjoy this argument because it is it's one of those things where like your sibling just tries to drag you into this stupid meaningless argument because Mm -hmm. it's fun to argue with you do you know what i mean like i've had this experience where i'm like why what what are we arguing about like this doesn't make any sense and i know you're just arguing with me for the sake of arguing because you think it's funny yeah so yeah like joey says something like you wouldn't even know about bimbo land you don't even know where it is (laughs) (laughs) Uh. like the argument just goes so far off the rails and then tony tells blossom you know it's really your own fault you should know better and you just need to ignore his existence and he will go away And then Joey does the brotherly thing and goes, how can she ignore me when I'm doing this? And gives her a noogie. Classic 90s. Yeah. So then at that point, we go into our credit sequence. That was our cold open. Not really even a cold open because it's totally related to the show, but it's an opening. Yeah. So after the credits, we're basically right back where we started, which is, you know, a little unusual. Yeah. Um, the kids are still talking about Susan and Blossom comments that Nick has been seeing her a lot, but this is the first time they're actually meeting her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what does that mean? Is he not very serious about her? Is he ashamed of her? And Blossom is worried that Nick is ashamed of them, his children. Tony doesn't understand why that would be. And at exactly that moment, Joey turns around and he has made himself a carrot vampire but also sort of a Frankenstein. He's doing (laughs) like the lumbering walk, like Frankenstein's monster, but he has carrot fangs. Or zombie, right? I thought it was more zombie. Wacky zombie carrots. Zombie vampire. It's a little bit of everything. (laughs) Frankenstein's a zombie. He's just a zombie made up of different people. Mm. He's a lightning zombie. Mm. A zombie is someone who was dead and is now no longer dead that's a good point but also not alive <laughs> i think there are subtleties in the anyway we'll get into this on halloween <laughs> we, need to, we need to read the monster manual <laughs> well for our listeners it's long past halloween so. yeah that's true um so at this point nick's walk starts walking through the kitchen he's announcing he's gonna go pick up susan he's really nervous he's asking how he looks he's like checking on the kids and saying oh you know blossom and joey you look great and then he absolutely torches Anthony's outfit. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, Blossom and Joey, you look great. Anthony, what what is happening? Like, are you going to get changed? And Tony's like, no, this is what I'm wearing. So he's wearing like this pastel-y color block. It's, it is a little out of character for what he normally wears. It's his studied casual look. Yeah, he says, Dad, I'm going for studied casual. And then Nick tells him to study harder. I love that. Yeah. That was a good dad joke. <laughs> Right on the money. Right on the money. Yeah. So he's Nick's buzzing around the 
kitchen. He's all nervous and everything. And then Joey asks, why aren't we inviting grandpa over? Joey. 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 So Nick, (sighs) much nicer than he really needed to, very patiently explains that you don't want your ex-wife's father over when you're bringing over a new date. But why? In in fact, it's the law that you don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So he just, he shuts it down right away. He starts talking about how it's raining really hard outside. It's normally 20 minutes each way, but he might take an hour with the traffic. Oh my God, where are the car keys? Tony has this adorable moment where he has the car keys and he hands them over to Nick and he's like, now I'm going to let you use the car, but you got to pull your grades up and I want you to be back in the house by midnight. (laughs) Because Tony's the mom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really cute. It's it's so cute. He's You know Tony has just been waiting to use that line. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's just been waiting to be the parent. Yeah. So they're all running around the kitchen. A Blossom asks, actually, for the story of how they met, which I'm surprised if Nick has been seeing her this long, they haven't heard this yet. Mm-hmm. But Nick tells them that they got stuck in an elevator together. And she started panicking and he had to calm her down and they really bonded over the experience. What a meat cute. (laughs) So we get a flashback to the actual scene, which is interesting. We don't see that kind of thing happening a lot on the show. And LOL, Nick is the one who was freaking out. Of course he was. Of course. So finally he leaves. He's still stressing out about the, the rain. He starts to break down a little bit again. So Blossom reassures him that don't worry, everything's going to be fine. And as soon as she closes the door behind him, she just goes, this is going to be a nightmare. Blossom is a little, little, little bit of negative. Yeah. This she, episode. I mean, so we've seen before that she doesn't really like when Nick dates people. Like it just kind of mm-hmm. makes her feel uncomfortable. And I, that theme kind of reoccurs throughout the series. Like it's not mm-hmm. something that she gets over pretty quickly yeah but i'm wondering if we want to talk about the woman who plays susan since we've we saw her in that elevator flashback yeah definitely yeah so so she's played by susan anton from what i saw she seemed to have like quite the career Mm -hmm. so she was nominated for a golden globe in 1979 for the film golden girl and then she went on to star in her own variety show presenting susan anton which you can see from what she does in this episode, like how good she is at characters. And so it makes total sense that she had a variety show. Yeah. And then she signed a develop a development deal with ABC and started in her own series called Cliffhanger. And she's guest starred on tons of stuff, including Murder, She Wrote, and Baywatch. <laughs> Baywatch for two years. Yeah, yeah. she's been on Baywatch for a while. <laughs> and she's also had a big stage career as well. So she played Velma Von Tussle in Hairspray Ooh, in Las oh. Vegas opposite Har- Harvey Firestein. I see that. And she mm-hmm. starred in the national tour of All Shook Up as well. No, All nice. Shook Up. So a really minor credit that I think only Eric will appreciate is she was the singing voice of Princess Eleanor and she was the balladeer in the Ralph Bakshi movie Wizards. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know this movie. <laughs> so Wizards is... Not good. No, um, it's not. <laughs> Ralph Bakshi was an animator. He did most of his work into in the seventies, I think, sort of into the eighties. But his whole thing was he did this really gritty, like oversexualized sort of wow. animation. But he also had this thing where he would like film live action yeah. and like rotoscope it into oh. the animation, so you would get like basically shadows and silhouettes of live action against animation, which was a cool style, but he was like notoriously, his movies were not awesome. (laughs) Some of them were. Like his Lord of the Rings was good. It exists. (laughs) Peter Jackson took a lot of shots out of his movie and made it in, you know, the live action realm. There's some cool stuff in Lord of the Rings that happens, but... There's some weird things. It it wasn't the vibe. But that Gollum... (laughs) Gave me nightmares for years. Oh, <laughs> nightmares? Nightmares. <laughs> Worse than nightmares is nightmares. <laughs> oh, man. So that's a, that's some nerd yeah. trivia for anybody that knows anything about Ralph Bakshi. The last thing I will say before we move to the next scene is um just the cool little costume choice they made where Blossom is wearing her mom's old apron. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this be a big deal the last time a woman was introduced to the kids and there was a dinner and that was a whole thing. So I just thought that was a really neat, like, 
Blossom took it upon herself to put the apron on first so nobody else could. Yeah. Almost is what it felt like. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. Um, So the scene shifts. We see a little bit of time has passed. Uh, The front doorbell rings and Joey answers it to reveal a girl that made my bisexual heart sing. (laughs) She is just, she has like long curly hair and glasses and she just has this like real nerd girl thing going on. (laughs) Do you know who plays her? I know you know. So friends, I'm excited to see your reactions right now. So Barbara is played by Carla Montana. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because she played Anna, the Spanish speaking waitress. Oh, what? Is it the same girl? It's the same girl. Hmm. What is this inception bullshit they're trying to pull on us? And she looks nothing the same. Like, I have to give props to the costume and hair and makeup department because she looks like a completely different person. And also the accent makes a big difference, too. I I would never have put it together. Yeah, I saw I I was looking at our guest stars on IMDb and I clicked on her and I'm like, how is she in the same weird movie as the other girl? And then I scrolled down. And I'm like, it's because it's the same one. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to pull a little switcheroo on me, Blossom. That's not fair. And because this is filmed out of order, she would have done this role first. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, well, that that just changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> so this new girl, in quotation marks now, is Barbara Taylor, but her friends call her Bambi, which choices, it will be brought up later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her name is Barbara Taylor. She just moved in next door. Her phone is out, and she's just wondering if she can use the Russo's phone to report it, which landlines Am I right? <laughs> yep. This would never happen now because everybody got a cell phone. Oh, that's yep. The cell phone tower went down. Mm. And then we all suffer. So we see Joey is obviously flustered because girl <laughs> and is eager to let her in. So the big difference with this is she is wearing. Uh, she doesn't look like Joey hot, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, she's she looks so adorable. She is so Heckin' cute. Yeah. She's not from Bimbo Land. Was that what it was? She's she's not from the country of Bimbo Land. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Joey is obviously still just like so flustered by her like aura. Um, lets her in to use the phone. Bambi compliments the house and Joey says, Thanks, I built it myself. But then like immediately knows that he that, that was a stupid thing to say. Yeah. His reactions to himself were so cute. I was just like, oh my god, you're adorable. Again. I, I have a note where I'm like, this sort of like saying something dumb and being self-aware about it is like a Tony move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so un Joey like that it was like he was still being kind of weird, but it was actually kind of cute in the mm-hmm. way he was doing it. And not like creepy weird. Like he was just being cute weird. Like say, not saying the right thing, yeah. but wanting to impress someone. Yeah, I built this house. Yeah. Why did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> the only he says he starts to say you have a nice body once and corrects himself but i'm like dude you can't even see her body Mm. yeah so that was a weird line but that's a more of a writing thing than anything yeah but he also mentions um she says oh we just moved here from florida and he goes oh florida i love florida he loves the way it hangs off the rest of the country (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was also amazing yeah so they have this little back and forth bambi makes the call And this is the creepy thing. So Mm -hmm. she has to say her phone number out loud to the operator. And as she is doing it, Joey grabs a pen out of seemingly nowhere and starts writing it on his hand. Bro, don't do that. You were being so cute. Why you got to ruin it? (laughs) Don't don't do that. And then after she's done the call and is about to leave, Joey offers, well, maybe I can come over sometime to like shampoo the rugs or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't He's just like so out of his element. It's insane. Yeah, he's he he really likes this girl. Mm-hmm. Like if if we think about this in the order that it was filmed, like we we talked about during um Run for the Border about how he seemed to like actually like this person and not just think she was hot and like yeah. Here we're kind of getting the first time that Joey feels that, mm-hmm. but it's out of order, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's true. Okay. See, knowing it's out of order is changing a lot of things for me now. Um, Mm -hmm. 
So that's the scene. She does kind of like get out of there because Joey's being a weirdo. Well, he asks, he like, he kind of asks her on a date, right? He's like, if there's anything else you want to use, like, feel free. And she says, mm-hmm. no, thank you. So she turns him down. She, she doesn't, yeah. she's not interested. No, not at all. So that's that scene. Um, We actually jump to the car ride, which I thought was a fun, I wasn't expecting to see Nick and Susan and that whole, I thought it was going to be like a kid episode. So I thought this was very cool that they included all of this conversation. So we see Nick and Susan in the car. It's raining super, super hard. Susan is asking about Nick's kids and Nick is saying all of his kids are amazing. You know, Tony is studying to become an EMT. Blossom is a gift from God. And then there's a silence and Susan goes, what about your other kid? And Nick is like, what other kid? Oh, yeah, Joey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Joey. What about the other one? And the best Nick can come up with is that Joey has a very inquisitive mind. I mean, he does. It's not, it's not a lie. So they actually do a very smart and funny cut from that line saying he has a very inquisitive mind. It jumps to the kitchen again to Joey saying, I still don't understand why grandpa can't come over for dinner. <laughs> Joey. Oh, Joey. So I know they're putting a lot of effort into this dinner, but I was like, are you really making a whole ass cake for this? Like, this seems like a lot of work. It might have been from a box, but they're icing the cake. Mm-hmm. You ice cakes from boxes. Do you? Where do you go to just get a bare cake? What? No, no, no. Like you buy a box mix. And you make your oh, cake. Okay. I, I misunderstood. I, <laughs> I thought you were buying a box with a cake in it that had no, no icing on it. Eric, you were you were with me. Yeah. We were on the same page. <laughs> oh, box mix. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But they still made a cake, which seems like a, a big effort. Well, I don't know. Making a cake for a box. <laughs> no, I literally pictured like going to Fortino's, like the bakery, yep. and getting like a pre-made cake in a box, but with no icing what on it. What do you it. want on the cake? Oh, no, nothing. Yeah, that, that's I want nothing. Pair. Nothing, no, thank thinking. you. No, no icing whatsoever. I will do that at home. <laughs> wow, I never thought box cake could be that confusing. This is so dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. So... Yeah, there's, I don't know why I was just distracted by the cake, but I was. So they're, okay. <laughs> they're in the middle of icing this cake. Joey's asking what, tell me again, why grandpa can't show up. Or he says, call me stupid. And Tony proceeds to explain up going, okay, stupid. <laughs> Here we go. So he explains again, the obvious saying that wives and girlfriends don't mix. Mm-hmm. And then Joey says, but they do in France. <sighs> Based on what, Joey? You don't know that. Uh, Joey has a lot of really weird ideas about France. I think somebody told him something once and he was like, oh, I guess that's like he's he's like every person who reads something on Facebook and goes, guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like somebody tells him something and he's like, oh, OK. Yeah. So Tony tries to distract Joey from the topic by giving him the icing bag and saying, here, go do a thing. And they're all kind of talking to themselves, uh, but they have this little dialogue where all of the kids say a hope that they have. So mm-hmm. Tony is like looking at the icing and being like, I hope she's not on a diet. Blossom says, I hope she's worth all the trouble. And Joey hopes that she has big hooters. Hmm. That's a possible stepmom. No. Right? Like that's that that could get awkward really, really quickly. So as he says, I hope she has big hooters. We start to do the of like going into a dream sequence. And I just had to, um, Mallory, at one point, you were talking about dumb Joey's in the 90s. Yeah. And as we're going into this dream sequence, we get a classic Joey Tribbiani, like how he pretends to have deep thoughts face. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that episode? He's like, when I'm acting and I need to look serious. Smell the fart acting. <laughs> Smell the fart. So we get that yeah. face from Joey yeah. here as he's going <laughs> into <do>. his dream <laughs> sequence. I need to watch Friends, apparently. <laughs> but like it, it, it lasts too long. Yeah, yeah, it's a little long. It's a little long, and I kind of felt bad for Joey Lawrence having to, like, face act that long. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he does weird things with his mouth, too. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Now I'm just picturing him in this scene smelling the fart. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was, yeah, the whole thing on on Friends was he gets a job on a soap opera, Mm -hmm. 
and someone tells them when you forget your line, just pretend like you're smelling a fart and it'll look like you're like really smart and thinking of something really good. <laughs> Why didn't I get this acting advice a long time ago? Right? It really could have helped us out. <laughs> Smell the fart. <laughs> so that made me laugh because we have talked about this before. Yeah. So we dissolve into a dream sequence and it's a 1950s sitcom, black and white, called Leave It to Joey. Ha ha ha. Leave it to Beaver. Did you guys ever watch Leave It to Beaver? Yep. I'm old. Yeah. Not really. I, I mean, I'm sure I've seen like clips and stuff, but I never sat down and watched an episode. I know what it yeah. is and I know the like premise of it and stuff. Used to be on before school. That and the three students, mm-hmm. like right before my bus. Yeah. For a while, it was also airing after school. So I remember my brother and I would come home and we would watch it after school, like doing our homework. Oh, I was watching Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were cooler than us, whatever. <laughs> that came on later when I got older. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, you're old. So, yeah, we go into the sitcom called Leave it to Joey. And we get, you know, the man doing the introductions at the beginning, starring handsome Joey Russo. And we're introduced to the family. Handsome Joey Russo, he's surrounded by blondes in bikinis. And there's his older brother, Anthony. And Anthony is like this meek and shriveling little nerd boy. He's like groveling at the feet of Joey. Tony's looking kind of cute as like a 50s nerd. Not right? going to lie about it. Well, I we've talked about his look before and how it's kind of like a 90s 50s greaser yeah like with the rolled up sleeves and stuff like he the the 50s style suits suits yeah it was real good also starring susan and nick joey's parents who are so glad to have a kid as good as him so they walk in nick just has the curliest bang you have ever seen and susan is decked out in just like a full flipped design Mm -hmm. you know bullet bra full housewife and then finally we are introduced to blossom who is full urkel full on 50s urkel 50s yeah. urkel glasses like missing i think tooth. she has a tooth out yep. or something yeah she has a tooth missing like her whole fit shtick during this is like she tries to walk in a door and her dress rips on the way in it happens a couple she of times big, she, books, she so falls on the yeah, floor the yeah. yeah she drops a book she's just full dum-dum oh her glasses are taped as well Yes, and taped glasses, classic. So this episode starts of Joey walking into the living room. Nick is asking what's bothering him. And Joey goes, oh, gee, Dad, I had an accident with your car. We've seen this before. Mm -hmm. But this time, Nick does a full ward cleaver. He has a pipe and a paper, and he puts them down very deliberately and, like, crosses his arms and is like, Joey. (laughs) So good. The way he played it was so good. And then handsome Joey is explaining that he crashed the car into a store called Fabergé Eggs or Us. I'm not sure where this joke was coming from. Oh, just a bunch of Fabergé eggs. Yeah. He just yeah. destroyed a whole bunch of expensive, fragile yeah, stuff. I guess. So Nick, <laughs> Nick looks like he's about to start yelling when Susan walks in from the kitchen, of course, because she's a housewife. Mm-hmm. And admonishes Nick before walking over to the couch and telling Joey to give her a hug, which conveniently places him right into her boobs. So this outfit, the costume designers did such a good job. They gave her the most bullety of the bullet bras. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I looked up bullet bras. Okay. <laughs> so the first bullet bra was released in 1941 under the Permalift brand. Great name. <laughs> Mallory is face palming right now and it promised uh, supreme comfort and support so the first ones were actually made without underwires and i don't think underwires really came into bras until like maybe the 60s or 70s i don't know yeah so the reason they started be, being referred to as like bullet or torpedo bras was because they debuted during wartime hmm. much like the hairstyle the victory roll yeah so that's why they started to be called that um so the pronounced shape if you've never seen it i'm sure y'all have before madonna it's the madonna bra like it's the downsized version of the madonna bra so it had a lot to do with the rising idea of like offsetting hollywood glamour like hollywood was getting more glamorous at the time because real life was so awful Mm -hmm. so they were trying to really lift up that glamorous image And then the trend of wearing tight sweaters with bullet bras started to become a thing. So by the 1950s, the shape had just become like absolutely ridiculous, like poking an eye out, knocking shit over when you turned around. Like it just got out of hand. 
So that's what you need to know about the bullet bra specifically for this scene, because Susan's boobs yep. <laughs> are uh, hazards. Yep. And Joey just slams his face right into them. So he's getting this boob hug. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> and then Susan he says, you know, it's actually a good thing he crashed the car because they were already planning to buy him a new Corvette. <laughs> Obviously. It's his daydream, man. And they were planning to give him a new Corvette to kind of like sweet talk him because, you know, Susan has a daughter and she's coming to live with them. And Bambi walks down the stairs looking like a 90s pinup. Yeah. Now, this is a different girl. No, it's not. Yeah, it's a different actress. Mm -hmm. It is. Her name is Portia Dawson. And she will go on to appear in many, many, many more episodes. Not playing Bambi, but she becomes quite a big part of the series. This is so confusing. I hate it. Yeah. So they so they had Barbara and then they had this like idealized version of her as Bambi okay. in his in his uh fantasy. That's so weird. What a yeah. choice to make. Yeah. But yeah, it's a different it's a different actress. That's so dumb. Anyways, <laughs> she is like totally out of place um because Joey's brain, she looks like a nineteen nineties model. So she comes down the stairs and like starts cozying up next to him. And oh no, the house is so small. They're going to have to share a room. <laughs> oh no. no. Oh no. And then Joey goes, well, what do you say we go have a nap? And Bambi goes, that sounds like a great idea. But oh, I forgot my PJs. Oh my God. Obviously. So <sighs> we end his dream sequence on a full like breaking the fourth wall. He turns to the camera and there's a close up of him just going, whoa, <laughs> that's your stepsister, Joey. Yeah. He also wants to bang his potential stepmom. So, uh. you know, I also had a note like I eventually said Blossom is Urkel. But my first note is, oh, no, Blossom is Jan, <laughs> like Jan Brady. Yeah. <laughs> is it bad that you said Jan? And my first thought was The Office. Yeah, that's what I went to first. Actually. Yeah, that, that's more culturally re relevant for us, I guess. I was like, Blossom's not Jan. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like they are really playing on the Urkel thing because Family yeah. Matters was really popular at this time as well. Yeah, that's true. Having just premiered two years prior. Oh, okay. Look at you with the facts. Oh, no. Them TV facts. <laughs> So my only other note for this whole dream sequence was, I hate everything about this. So, <laughs> we're out of the dream sequence. We flash back into the kitchen and we see that Joey has zoned out with the icing and it is just literally a pile of icing. And I am going to tell you what my note was before we continue. Okay. As soon as I saw this, I said, oh no, he made a turd. <laughs> <laughs> I just got Buzz's joke. <laughs> oh, okay. So I just got Buzz's joke. I was like, I don't understand this. I just, I don't call things very often. I just need to say I called this joke. You did. I did. So he zoned out. The cake is like fully a mountain of icing. And at this exact moment, Buzz walks in unannounced. He just busts into their house all the time mm -hmm. and immediately looks at the cakes and says, I didn't know you had a cow. <laughs> Because it's a big poop. Yeah, I get it now. Oh, <laughs> What did you think? He I, was... I had no clue. I was like, this is weird. Buzz, go home. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Also, he walks in and all three of the kids do the most weird, synchronized, Grandpa! Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. So Buzz asks, what's for dinner? And Blossom tries to cover it up by saying... Oh, this isn't for us. We're making food for the homeless and the cakeless. <laughs> yeah. Buzz calls him out on it. He says, no, I know this is yours because the dinner table is set up for five. So I don't know if you guys thought this was a cool move or not, but the kids admit that, no, Nick is bringing home a date and he seems serious about this one. So maybe Buzz shouldn't be there because let's give him that ammunition. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Like mm. they like, I think blossom gives buzz the benefit of the doubt a lot like i think mm -hmm. she sees the good in a lot of people and like kind of expects them to do the right thing so she i can see blossom being like you know it would be really nice for dad if you weren't here and mm -hmm. there's a part of her that hopes that if she explains it that he'll 
do the thing. Mm-hmm. Joey is just a dum dum. Like he yep. doesn't fully understand why. So he'd just tell her any- him so anyway. So he would just tell him anyways. Yeah. Tony, I found a little odd. Yeah. Like he knows better. Yeah. Yeah. So Buzz says, oh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It would be totally embarrassing if I were here. It would make Nick so uncomfortable. So when do we eat? Yeah. Ah, and i was so mad because i was like they were just starting to like make buzz not terrible and Mm -hmm. then this happened but now we know it was out of order so it makes more sense now yeah um so he makes that joke we see they're in the living room um which is where they set up their fancy dining room table all the time blossom and tony are setting up the table and blossom asks tony what he's expecting from this woman and he makes this joke oh i bet she'll be like a huge woman in a prison guard outfit with hairy legs and ankles like tree stumps. Obviously not Blossom. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like Tony's trying to diffuse her mood. Yeah. He tries it by joking. He's kind of trying it by real talking her, but nothing seems to be working at this point. No. And he's like, look, if dad's dating her, she's probably terrific. Blossom is still worried. So Tony kind of razzes her about Susan becoming a wicked stepmother who makes Blossom her chambermaid and her only friends will be two mice and a few animated bluebirds. (laughs) So I also loved this because we've seen the episode Dad's Girlfriend where we get that exact dream sequence from Blossom. So I thought that was really funny. So we see Tony is not concerned about this woman. He thinks this might be a good thing. But as Blossom leaves, we see Tony also go into a daydream. Mm Mm-hmm. So this was my favorite part of the whole episode. Me too. It was my favorite. So good. So he goes, doo, 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 doo. We, go into, <laughs> we go into the kitchen. There's loud rock music playing in the background. The kitchen is a goddamn mess. There's just like beer cans and food and garbage everywhere. We see the whole family, including Six. Six finally shows up, except for Tony. They're all decked out in this like leather and denim metal headgear. They're drinking and smoking. Nick busts into the kitchen, and can I say, leather Nick can get it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes, he, he has, is. like, a full sleeve tattoo, mm-hmm. like, a little bandana, and he's all, like, five o'clock shadowed. Oh, baby. He busts in <laughs> and start, he starts making out with Susan, who is also decked out in her denim and her big fucking 90s hair. Yeah. Blossom is sitting at the table smoking. Saying, hey, Pops, don't wait up for me tonight because me and Six are double dating. The whole football team and the baseball team. (laughs) (laughs) And they all start laughing. Nick thinks it's fucking hilarious. So at this point, Tony walks in and he's wearing his really dorky studied casual outfit from earlier. Yeah. And he just starts melting down. He's like, what is happening, people? This is no way to live. And they all start calling him Mr. Party Pooper. So we see this is Tony's worst nightmare because he lived through this. Like this was his life, right? Nick decides to give him some fatherly advice. Uh, You know, Tony, you're a real drag and you should have a beer. (laughs) That's his (laughs) advice. And then, of course, Tony says, no, dad, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Susan has this great line. I just the writing on this is so good. Mm-hmm. She's so sick of hearing about this AA crap. And she wishes Tony would take his 12 steps off of an 11 step pier. <laughs> That's just good writing. That's great writing. Um, So Susan asks, hey, who wants a tattoo? And Blossom's like, oh, me. <laughs> Goes, okay, what do you want your tattoo to say? And Blossom wants her tattoo to say the same thing as what her parents have. Born to raise hell. (laughs) And we fade out of the daydream to, like, the sound of a tattoo gun going off. And, like, all of these metalheads just laughing and drinking. So good. I wish this dream sequence had gotten as much time as Joey's dream sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see more of this. I wanted to hear six in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. She's just kind of there. I mean, she's just kind of there for most of the episode, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So this dream sequence ends. We see Joey running back in from outside. We actually see an exterior shot. He runs back in from the rain while Blossom is dusting things off in the living room. He says he went to go see Bambi, presumably within 10 minutes. Of having already talked to her. That's what love does, man. That's what love does. Uh, it makes you crazy. <laughs> a little stalkery. Um, so he, he says he went to go see Bambi. 
And Blossom says, weren't you so sad when the hunter shot the mother? (laughs) (laughs) Because she has no context that this is an actual human person. No. So Joey is upset because he's trying to talk to this girl and she doesn't even seem to know that he's alive. So yeah, Joey's super upset that Bambi seems to want nothing to do with him. And Blossom asks, I think legitimately, if Joey actually really likes her. Yeah. Joey says yes, but Blossom starts to drop some real talk on him that, you know, I don't believe you. And she probably doesn't either because you're only interested in boobs. Mm -hmm. And she has a great quote that just sums up what we've seen of Joey so far. She says, you reduce women to objects, you separate them into parts, and then you talk about those parts like a drooling, babbling goon boy. Mm -hmm. That's true. On the money. Yep. She says he's not interested in what she likes, only what she looks like. So no wonder she won't give him the time of day. Of course, Joey is insisting it's different this time. He's heard Blossom talking about love at first sight, which we have seen in the show. Yeah. And he thinks that that's what's happening to them. Like he gets all gooey when she talks. We have seen that he thinks she's super hot when she's a total nerd girl. Yeah. Which for him is actually a big indicator. Yeah. He wants to know her interests and her dreams. Plus, she has killer knockaroonies. How would you know? How would you know? But I will say, knockaroonies, great word. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, but he does also follow it up by saying, like, that's just a joke. Like, he's yeah. he's just trying to, like, lighten the mood. And that's all he knows to joke about, which then Blossom does respond to. So, yeah, I think he doesn't know how to talk about real feelings. So he exactly he does revert. Yeah. So Blossom understands, okay, you're making a joke, but you need to stop kind of, you need to stop making those jokes because it offends people. It offends Blossom and probably Bambi, which is why she doesn't want to talk to him. Mm -hmm. But Blossom starts to see that Joey might actually be sincere about this. So she offers to go visit Bambi the next day, put in a good word for Joey, but he's not allowed to do any more boob jokes. Joey says, that's impossible. It's kind of my thing, which like, same girl. (laughs) (laughs) You've all been listening to the podcast up until this point. I mean, (laughs) it's okay. I have them. (laughs) So he can't promise because it's kind of his thing. But they do this negotiation of how much he can do it. And they negotiate down to two boob jokes a week because they do come in pairs. (laughs) That was was a pretty good joke. I love that joke. I laughed out loud. Also a quality boob joke. But she does say... That's fine, but that's one of your boob jokes is saying that they come in pairs. (laughs) So the reason reason why I would say that's a good joke is because it's not about one person in particular or like whether or not they are good or bad or whatever. It's just a fact. (laughs) It's just a fact, right? Like that's what makes that one not gross. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So they have this funny moment of like negotiating boob jokes, which I thought was actually kind of great. Yeah. And they they come to an understanding and we do kind of see that Joey is taking what Blossom is saying to heart and he's willing to actually try, which is nice. And we do we do see it like in the last three or four episodes. We have seen that he's been way less gross. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have hope for him. Yeah. Even if he makes songs about fat chicks, I have hope for him. (laughs) Well, that 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 was was fake. Yeah, that wasn't real. (laughs) It wasn't real. So it's fine. So we actually jump back to a car scene again. I'm sure there was a whole conversation we don't get to see, but we jump right into Nick asking what Susan's ex-husband was like, which, okay, I'm assuming there was a lead up where this isn't an uncomfortable question, but for the viewer. Yeah, they don't, like the characters don't seem weirded out about it. No. Well, if they've been dating up until this point, presumably it's not a weird question, but for the viewer, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're going there. (laughs) We're going there. So she says, this is also very good. She says, in chronological order, he was sweet, loving, slightly preoccupied, definitely distant, cold, adulterous, and finally history. Yes, girl. Yeah. Really good writing in this episode. Like excellent writing, just like the wordplay. And I I don't know. Judith D. Allison, I like you. So then Nick starts talking about his ex-wife, how she left the family to run away to Paris. Susan comments, oh, you know, the kids are always the loser. But Nick says, no, in this case, Paris is the loser. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. But, you know, the kids have adjusted very well, especially Blossom, who talks to her mom all the time. Susan kind of comments, you're really, really proud of her. And he goes, yeah, I am proud of Blossom. And I know you two are going to get along great. 
we get another brilliant, funny jump cut back to the living room, back to Blossom saying, I'm going to hate her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blossom, she she's not on board with her dad, her dad dating. She's just not. No, I know. And I think I can understand it to a degree, but I don't know. She's also had enough time to come to terms with it but everyone's different right like, yeah i can't yeah. speak to it from a personal level but well and she uh, yeah and i mean she does have that uh, what we're coming up on i think she has that conversation of she feels bad that she's not okay with it like she knows logically that like she should like it's it's nick's life and mm-hmm. and um you know she's 15 now and that it's not fair of her to like tell her dad that he can't ever date anyone but it's still yeah. you, you know you feel how you feel yeah exactly So there's another really funny, subtle costuming choice. After Tony's studied, casual, terrible daydream, he has changed his shirt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nobody comments on it. I just thought that was (laughs) brilliant. So he's back in the living room. He's trying to comfort her, saying that she's projecting and letting her anxiety get the better of her. The same thing happens to her when they spin the big wheel on The Price is Right. (laughs) Which, come on, doesn't this happen to all of us? Blossom argues that Nick is the kind of guy that a woman can take advantage of. And, you know, she's stressed because she doesn't know what to do about Buzz, who is currently passed out on the couch with a newspaper over his face, sleeping. Yep. I wonder if that was a different person. Like they couldn't. I don't know. Bernard that day and was just like. So they film, they film uh, um, sitcoms all in one night. Right. Usually in front of an audience. I wonder if he was in like wardrobe or hair and makeup for the next scene Mm -hmm. coming up. But I don't know. Good point. Good point. Because why else would there be a newspaper on top of his head? Yeah, that's true. I also said his name super British. I don't know why I did that. Bernard. Um, (laughs) Bernard. (laughs) To all our UK listeners. (laughs) So seeing this visual of Buzz passed out on the couch, Tony tries to like lighten the mood, suggests they punch a hole in the ceiling and say he's a skydiving accident. (laughs) which is very funny. He's trying to cheer Blossom up, but Blossom just isn't having it. Yeah. Like you said, Mal, she brings up that the thought of Nick being in a serious relationship bothers her. There's no real reason for it for her besides the fact that she finally feels like they're a family again, like as they are. Yeah, and she doesn't want that to get ruined. Yeah, exactly. So of course Nick says, yeah, but you know, dad has his own life too. You know, you got to let him have that. And then they drop another, okay, what do they have against Joe Piscopo? Because they drop another Joe Piscopo, Piscopo burn. Blossom says, what if she's able to hide her horribleness until it's too late? Like Joe Piscopo. I tried to look up. I'm like, was there a scandal? Did something specific happen around this time? I couldn't find anything. They just don't like him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is like the second or third time in this series that they've dropped a joke about him. Yeah. I don't know. So at this point, we fade into Blossom's daydream after she talks about her horribleness. Six and her enter the house in full mourning outfits. Six comments that it was a very nice funeral. And Nick looked very... Then Blossom interjects. He looked very dead. And she believes that Susan killed Nick. Not with a weapon, but she still killed him all the same. Because you know how you can sneak up on a person and yell boo really loudly and super scare them and it can weaken your heart (laughs) until it's just too much to bear? Well, Susan did that, but with sex. Oh, my God. Oh. I mean, not the worst way to go out. (laughs) We're being honest. So at this point, and this is where I really need to shout out to Susan Anton because... This caricature was the best shit. It was yeah. so good. Susan, Joey, and Tony walk in. Oh, oh, you missed an awesome joke at this point. What though. joke? What did I miss? When, um, when Six says, oh my God, that's unbelievable. And Blossom <laughs> says, those are my dad's last words. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Not the worst way. <laughs> the writing so after that awesome joke um the boys walk in with susan they're both in normal you know morning suits but susan and the actress is very tall she's like six foot or something like that so she's like towering above these boys she's in like a lace super short slip dress she has um 
I can't remember what the name of these hats are, but like the veiled hat, like very a little pillbox hat type thing. Pillbox. Yeah. Bright red pillbox hat with a veil on it, like long elbow length gloves. And she's just, she's totally fine. They walk in, they're all laughing. Susan Anton has this amazing, like, Ellen Green, Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors, mm-hmm. like, yep. really high, squeaky New York accent, like yeah. that sort of femme fatale sort of voice. Yep. They're all laughing. Susan kisses both of the boys full on the mouth. <laughs> and I'm just like, can you imagine being the actors in that scenario? Like, Joey Lawrence was still... A child? A child. <laughs> yeah. He was 15 or 16. Like, yep. Yeah. So she full kisses them and tells them to go run her a bath. They run upstairs. Blossom, of course, is livid. But Susan says, you know, you, you can't dwell on these kind of things. Life goes on and she can't keep listening to this gloomy talk because she has to get ready for her date tonight. <laughs> that was a great impression, Jen. That was fantastic. That was, really good. That was fantastic. And I also realized another... What she reminded me of. So I had, yeah, I had Audrey from Little Shop, but I just remembered, uh, I don't remember the actress's name, Singing in the Rain. And I can't stand him. Oh, Debbie Reynolds? No, it wasn't no, Debbie, not Debbie Reynolds. Reynolds. It was the other girl, yeah, but that yeah, yeah. character had the same voice too. Yeah, that, that, that like, very yeah. like stereotypical accent. Yeah. I went with Annie Potts from Ghostbusters. Ooh, yes. Also a great example. Um, That's Jean... Hagen as Lena Lamont. Yeah, Lena Lamont. Yeah. Okay. Can I yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love doing that kind of voice. It's so fun. Yeah. We don't use accents enough, guys. No. I, okay. So, More, ac- well, you use accents. Well, but- side, side note. So Tristan and I have been watching Only Murders in the Building. And oh. every time there's a new episode, and I'm like, Tristan, there's another episode of Only Moida's in the building. I don't know where it came from, but that's what I do. (laughs) I love love it. I love it. That's so cute. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, so Susan has his this little girl, get ready for my date tonight. Like that that voice. The doorbell rings and lol shocker, it's Buzz. so we fade out again on face and boobs i kind of feel bad for her that was like the joke because she's tall yeah. and hot like she was like seven feet tall with those high with heels, the heels? Yeah. yeah so yeah that's how the dream sequence ends this black widow kind of a situation we kind of have like a a feed-in scene so we see the car parking um, the adults arrive at the house, and right before they enter, Nick drops. Actually, I have to tell you something. <laughs> I love this. Tony is a recovering addict. Blossom is a 35-year-old woman in the body of a 15-year-old girl. And <laughs> Joey thinks the moon is the back of the sun. <laughs> Judith D. Allison. <laughs> it's great. It's great. And Nick says it all in one breath. All in one breath. Yeah. It's great. Like he's been waiting to do the real talks with her and he's just like i'm just gonna say it yeah (laughs) and then she has the best response she just very sweetly kisses him and says that she can't wait to meet them yeah we Mm. like this woman so we do jump into kind of the split of them walking into the living room the kids are all standing there right before they walk in blossom again says i'm gonna hate her Mm -hmm. but joey's watching from the window saying i'm gonna love her she's hot and tall or whatever the hell he says The adults walk in and Nick introduces her and then Buzz walks in from out of nowhere and you can just see Nick wanting to die (laughs) on his face. Yeah. And he's kind of, he's starting to do an introduction, introduction, not really knowing how to say it. And then we get another sweet accent. Buzz introduces himself as Father Patrick Callahan, the parish priest. Yeah. (laughs) He's just stopping by. He'd love to stay for dinner, but it's bingo night. He just stopped by to pick up Nick's donation to the organ fund. Mm-hmm. He weasels $20 out of Nick to go away. Yep. <laughs> but I will say, at least he goes. Yeah. So Buzz had two options. Did you see why he said he's leaving? So um, she asks Buzz if he's going to stay for dinner and Nick hits him on the butt. Oh, I didn't see that. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, no, it's bingo night. I'm not staying. But I'm just here for the donation. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> so he would have had to keep up that persona all night. Yeah. So, okay. And here's the thing. Buzz is awful, but he did have choices. He absolutely had the choice to stay all night as yeah. himself. Yep. 
and make life miserable. He had another choice to stay all night as Father Patrick O'Callaghan, as an (laughs) Irish priest. (laughs) But he did what I think is the best out of the options. Yeah. Is he didn't say who he was and he fucked off. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he still weaseled money out of him, but he fucked off. Yeah, he was like, I, he he <laughs> he was kind of like, I want to make life miserable for Nick, but not that miserable. Like, I just kind of want to, like, get under his skin and show him yeah. that I could do this thing, right? Sure. Yeah. So not as bad as he could have been. I'll give him props for that, I guess. Um. So Susan asks, okay, well, what are we having tonight? Blossom says that she made spaghetti with garlic and oil. Oh, but you missed, you also missed the Joey... What? Joey saying, oh, I didn't know Grandpa was a priest. Oh, no. <laughs> dumb, dumb. I don't think I even registered that when I was As soon as he it. left, he yeah. says that. Oh, I don't even think I heard that because I would have written that down. <laughs> Joey. Why can't he stay? Yeah. <laughs> the best is he sat there through this whole conversation, didn't say anything. No, was just, just like... processing it. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, oh, Grandpa's a priest. Cool. Wow. And instantly Irish. Um, (laughs) Okay, that's so funny. I didn't even register that. Um, Yeah, so they ask what's for dinner, spaghetti with garlic and oil. We have a little flippity-doo where Susan says, oh, what's in it? But she's obviously joking because she's a smart, funny woman. And you can see Blossom laughs and you can see this instant turnaround where she's like, okay, maybe this won't be awful. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so Susan says that she's really relieved because, you know, she's had the most bizarre fantasies about what these kids are going to be like. And, you know, I think that that makes the kids feel better. Tony and Blossom kind of try to play it off like they're surprised. Like, oh, that's so weird that you would like imagine. (laughs) That's such a a weird (laughs) thing to do. (laughs) Hair flip. (laughs) And then Joey gets in his second boob joke of the week. (laughs) boob reference boob Boob reference yeah and joey goes oh that's okay he had fantasies about what she would be like too and that she would have enormous hooters Uh, right so we get the freeze frame the freeze frame is nick going in to punch him no it's the it's the homer simpson strangle the homer simpson it's like a still shot of them holding nick back yeah like it was going so well. Why did they have to? But whatever. These are the jokes. The, these are the jokes. Yeah. So that's the end of the episode. Um, let's do some outfit of the week because there were some good ones. Mm. Uh, Mallory, do you want to start? Yeah. So I I chose Blossom's biker look. Damn it. <laughs> um, I mean, kind of like the whole biker scene. Like it all yeah. kind of goes together. But out of all of them, I chose Blossoms because specifically the thing that I was like, I love that was the nose ring that had the chain that went to her ear. Yeah. <laughs> so she has like, she has that. She has a studded black vest. She has denim cut off shorts and black boots. She has uh, driving gloves, mm-hmm. a choker. It's just the whole thing. The fishnets that are ripped. Yeah. Eric? Uh, I was going to pick Blossom, but I can go with the. Uh... Do I want to go with six because of 16 year old me at this time? Um, it's a dodgy area to talk about because nope. six is wearing a bra. Yeah. I also really like I like Joey's outfit. It just looked cool. And his hair yeah. was coiffed just perfectly. He had the mm-hmm. he had that James Dean biker look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had a neck tattoo, which is really cool. Yeah. I don't I can't remember. I don't think he had gloves, but it looked really good. Mm-hmm. And then also the stepmom there. So I think we're in agreement that this was the most badass sequence because yeah, I didn't even have a character from this sequence. I just put the entirety of it. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I I, I mentioned blossoms, but like the more I think about it, I think it was just how well all of it went together. Mm-hmm. Like all of the costuming, like it was just so perfect. And Anthony sticking out like a sore thumb was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I will say, like the fifty stuff was really really good too, but especially that like denim leather rock aesthetic there are just so many parts to it when you're making one outfit mm-hmm. and the designer and the team whoever they are they not only did that but did outfits that didn't all look like one another like yep. everyone had a very mm-hmm. distinctive look and they all looked good together yeah it's like watching a guns and roses music video from this time yeah like, yeah perfectly. Yeah, but nobody looked the same. Like, nobody was mirroring somebody else's outfit. So just, no. like, the thought that went into that, whatever it was, three-minute sequence was mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> so good. Just her hair, man. Like leather daddy Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? I thought he was wearing jeans this whole time. Is it leather? Well, he has a leather vest for sure. No, that's jean, isn't it? I think he just has leather daddy vibes, and I think that's okay. all I need. <laughs> I love that that he has the tattoo that's on his arm is a salamander. Yeah. Like out of everything, it's a salamander. Oh my god, it's so good, so good. So let's look at the lesson of the week. Eric, your turn to start. I'm trying to think of what I would have. This like it's hard to come up with preconceptions before you meet someone and i think that's the main thing about this episode but i also i, I like the idea of joey like becoming a person and him mm-hmm. realizing that there's more to people than just their outer you know mm-hmm. their outer look mm-hmm. and i i think that's the more important one in this actually even though yeah. it's just a small scene it's such a big step for joey yeah i love it yeah mel yeah i i i kind of had two as well like eric so yeah the joey one boiled down is don't be a sexist pig joey um (laughs) right yeah like you know the that line blossom has about him separating women into parts is like Mm -hmm. and we do like if we think about this where it should have where where it not should have been but where it was filmed in in like the order it was filmed in we do see that growth from him that he becomes less um objectifying like he doesn't behave that way as much but yeah for the rest of the episode i kind of just had try not to let your anxieties or worries get the best of you so we saw both tony and blossom imagining their worst case scenario of this woman and of course she was nothing like that and i think that's happens a lot in everyone's life that like there's something new or big happening and it's really tough to not let your mind go to like the worst possible thing and nine times out of ten that's not that's not going to happen but what it can do is stop you from moving forward because you're too scared about what could happen mm-hmm. um this is something that i deal with often <laughs> my mind likes to go to the the worst case scenario and it's it's um something to work on you know it's something yeah. to to be aware of and try to check yourself in reality about you know what's actually going on and uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I have kind of the fusion of both of yours. And the wording I used was let people surprise you. Mm-hmm. Mal, it's funny because and I, we've talked about this before. We kind of do the same thing with our anxieties where like we we prethink about what something is going to be. Mine is sometimes I will like Zach Braff from Scrubs, like go into the idealized version of what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And if it's not exactly what that thing was, I go like, oh, OK, never mind. Mm-hmm. You get disappointed. Yeah. yeah, I get disappointed. Right. Um, So, yeah, like it's just give people that room. It's OK to have preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. Everybody does it. But like leave a little bit of buffer room to let that person become a real person you know don't let it take over yeah yeah Yeah. exactly so let's score this guy um mallory out of five dream sequences so i i think you guys are going to be disappointed in me i gave it a three i'm not disappointed in that i i thought it was entertaining it is a little bit of a bottle episode like we never see susan again she doesn't (laughs) she doesn't come back especially sad yeah so after having last week's bottle episode that was so fantastical and like out of the box, having mm-hmm. one like this where it's just kind of pretty mundane was we just came from such a good episode um, that it was a little bit like, eh. and we've also, although I think it's important that Blossom Blossom continues throughout the series to not really be super comfortable with Nick dating. And as she gets older, she does kind of deal with it better. And I think that it's good representation to show that like kids of divorce, even though you may not all like be a hundred percent happy with this, like there are ways to deal. And and I think it's important representation that way, but we've seen kind of this exact thing before. Like you talked about Jen with the uh, episode in season one, dad's girlfriend, where she has that exact fantasy of her being the evil stepmother. And although this time she's like, you know, a ditzy blonde in in Blossom's fantasy, it's still basically the same fear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder if it's good to show that even though time has passed, some people it takes a lot longer for people to process. Well, that's 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 what I was trying to kind of get at was saying that like I think it's a good character choice that even as we get through, like I don't want to ruin things too much, Jen, but like as we get through to seasons 
three, four, five, Blossom is still not super happy with her dad dating anybody, mm-hmm. but we don't keep having the same episode of her having fantasies of this woman being a witch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Like she, she still, you can see that she's not happy about it, but it's not just episode after episode of fantasy sequence where the girlfriend is an evil stepmother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's progress. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> how much he's dating, like how much their their dad is dating. Like, is there any pauses in between? Because it seems like, just based on what Joey said, it's just another girl that he's dating. Like, it seems to be a constant mm-hmm. thing. And I don't know if that's necessarily helpful with her dealing with this. Because if she starts getting attached to someone and then they leave and it just keeps on happening and over and over again, that's just, I can see why she's so hesitant. I, well, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's getting attached to anyone because the the worry seems to be that this person is going to take away her dad right like the season, him, right? Yeah. yeah like the season one episode is basically a cinderella thing where you know she ends up being like an indentured servant and and nick yeah. and her and stepmom don't care about her and then this one is literally her dad dies so i don't i don't know that it's so much uh an issue of being connected with people and like bonding with people and suddenly they're gone so much as like I don't want them to bond with anybody because they're going to take away my dad mm-hmm. and they're going to mess up this family that I have. Yeah. And constantly hurt him. And yeah. It's just a constant mm-hmm. thing of pain for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can see. yeah. Okay. <sighs> Sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a decent episode, but it wasn't yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Eric? I liked it. I liked the, I, I would give it a four, not a five. I don't think it's a perfect episode. I think it's a, it's a fun tropey episode. Like, the 90s were Mm -hmm. i I gave it a four instead of a three purely because of the little joey scene and his little Mm -hmm. growth is what i really appreciated Uh, even though everything else was funny and you know you get those little dream sequences Mm -hmm. seeing him grow like you don't really see anyone else grow in this episode it's not really it's just like again a bottle episode where nothing really happens but Mm -hmm. seeing joey progress a little bit is what made it a little bit better Mm -hmm. than just average i did i did also want to mention that like the acting again, like last week, phenomenal. Like the 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 actors taking on these different personas and the different fantasy sequences, like so much range. <laughs> like, yeah. They're so yeah. good at it, you know. Yeah. So I'm going to split the diff because I did a 3.5. Oh, okay. Ah. Kind of for the same reasons. Is the dream sequences were very fun, and I know the whole point of doing perv Joey at the beginning is so we could see the character development and i appreciate that but just the process of having to watch the first half of the episode was super painful Mm -hmm. to the point where i watched it again and i was like it's still almost not worth it (laughs) yeah and even also getting the like the annoying buzz just to get that little funny scene at the end i was like uh yeah i guess that's worth it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i i appreciate what they're trying to set up but it, there were some spots that were hard to watch still. So, yeah. Mm. Don't get full points. No. No. Just give us a full biker episode. I just yeah. See that. That's all I want. <laughs> it was yeah. so good. And it was the shortest one. It was so good. So mad. <sighs> well, that's the episode for this week, guys. Thank you for talking with me. Friends, everybody out there, thank you for listening. Next week, we're talking about season two, episode 11. You can't go home. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next week, the sun is going to surely shine.